Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. Today, we have Bo Bissett with us. I am so grateful to have him on here. He contacted me on Podmatch. And when I read his story about everything that he brings to the world and everything that he's survived, I was so very excited to have him on the show. So, Bo, welcome. Thank you so much, Tamara. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on the show. No problem. Thank you so much for being here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name's Bo. Um, I'm a healing guide um, with, uh, I use a system called uh, Amo Ni. And Amo in Spanish means I love, Ni in Chinese means you. So it literally translates into I love you. And one of the first books that I read, actually the first book that I read, when I first started my own healing journey um, about 10 years ago, it was called Love Yourself Like, what is it? Love Yourself Like, Your Life Depends On It, I think it was. It was written by like a, a Silicon Valley guy who was going through depression and he was embraced the whole, you know, I love myself. And, you know, that helped him pull, helped him pull through his uh, dilemma. Yeah. Um, well, I read the book and I put a, I took a sticky note. I was staying with my aunt and uncle at the time. They were helping me get back on my feet after another bout with the uh, substance abuse and just just crashing again. And so I put this sticky note on, on the mirror in the bathroom and said, I love you. And I would go in there and I would say it every morning. And honestly, I got to the point, I was just, I was so sick of looking at that note. Like I hated myself. I actually, I was disgusted with like reading that. So I balled it up and threw it in the trash. I was like, that's BS. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know, eight years later that I found this work. Um, and I went through the, this, the program that I do now. And I was able to finally say, like, I fell in love with myself. I fell in love with, like, who I am, what I'm about, the journey that I went through to get me to this point. You know, and it was just like, I had just epiphany, like, oh, my God, I love, I, you know, I love myself. You know, this is awesome. I do. I finally do. You know, I can, I can finally, I don't need that sticky note anymore. And um, so, and that's the goal that when I take people through this work, like, I want them to, uh, you know, it, it feel the, the same. I want them to fall in love with themselves and, and we, we remove the emotional programs that they installed as, as, as children um that are keeping them from doing so and that are keeping them from uh or keeping them uh self-sabotaging and, and, and mentally and emotionally abusing themselves and so that's uh that's i'm on i love that because you know having it on the sticky note is one thing but if you mm-hmm. don't feel it and you you can say it all day long but mm-hmm. if you don't feel it it doesn't it doesn't change your life mm-hmm. you know so when you got to the point where you could feel it mm, exactly that is just wonderful mm. so you said it took you it, it was eight years later yeah about yeah I mean I just uh I went through and I put this work together about two years ago so it's um 
Yeah, it was about eight years that I went through my my journey. And I mean, I went through, I read, literally, I read hundreds, like I have hundreds of books, like self-help books. I read them cover to cover on, in my Kindle. And I mean, I did, I mean, I did all the big name people. Uh, I did Mind Valley courses. I spent thousands of dollars on Mind Valley courses. And I mean, I came back to Asia. I was in America when I first started this journey. And I came back to Asia. I was in Taiwan. I went to like obscure healers, like, you know, all kind of different. So I went to my wife and I were going to, she was my girlfriend at the time, but she took me, I was going through my, my body was breaking down. I was having all these like issues. So she took me to this guy. We ended up naming him Jabber Doctor because he's like, he's not a real doctor. He's just uh, like a practitioner. Okay. Anyway, he's, he's put together this, his little form form of healing but he literally takes a stick and jabs you like and like i have like multiple like injuries on my body from where i was at car wrecks that i caused um luckily i was the only one involved but um yeah he, he would jab my like crushed knee and like my hip where i'd broken and then it was just like i was like oh my god <laughs> I would walk out of there every time and just like, I would look at my wife and I'm like, why do you keep bringing me back here? Please. I don't, it hurts so bad, please. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're, um, you know, when you're searching, when you're desperate for a change, that was the thing as I was going through my journey, right? Like I would take one step forward and one step back. I was not making any progress whatsoever. Um, And it was so frustrating. And, but I later learned like the frustration that we feel is actually the spotlight on what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like to like to imagine it as like uh, two gears. So the bottom gears are subconscious, your subconscious uh, thoughts and uh, or subconscious emotions, the programs that your subconscious is embodied and held onto. And then the top gear is uh, your conscious intentions, your hopes and dreams, what you really want in our life. So let's say that, like for my example, I wanted to stop drinking, right? So consciously, like you don't want another drink. You don't want another bottle. You don't want to end up in the gutter like you did before. You don't want to, you know, another car crash that nearly killed yourself, right? That's you know, consciously like you don't want that. But subconsciously, and your 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 self-defeating and self-sabotaging patterns are keeping you running back to that bottle so that frustration you feel is the friction between those two gears what you actually want and what your subconscious is programmed for you to do and so yeah it's uh that frustration when you when you realize that you're like whoa that is that's the area like that's what i need to work on so yeah so so you said addiction uh, to alcohol was was one of the uh, alcohol, cocaine. Uh, I went through heroin. Uh, you name it. Um, I've done pretty much every drug under the sun. And um, honestly, yeah, it was just uh, it was just one of the one of the mechanisms that I used to escape or to run away. What and was the rock bottom. What made you wanna? just, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I ended up in, uh, well, you know, I wasn't, I had so many rock bottoms when I was 19. I ran a car off a road. Um, I was, I was drunk and I was the only person in the car, luckily, or and the only person on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cop, the cop had seen the accident. And anyway, I ran off the road, 
flipped the car through a telephone pole, broke almost everything that you can imagine. Crushed my knee, broke both my femurs, elbows, ribs. I cracked my skull open. I had internal injuries. I was just a mess. Then two years later, I did the same thing. Uh, I was skateboarding home from work. I stopped at a party, uh, drank a bunch of beer, and then went home uh, to go shower. And then I got hit by a car. Almost lost my right leg. It's the same thing. Then after, in my 20s, I just got a good job. I started uh, making a lot of money, and I re, re, re uh, found my love of cocaine that I discovered in college. And at that time, I was like, I'd already been through those two accidents. I'd been through, I'd gotten through a lot of trouble when I was in high school. And I, just, I was like, I can't tell my parents that, like, I'm on, like, I'm just, hooked on cocaine now so i literally gave away everything that i owned and i left the country oh wow mm-hmm. so and i just taiwan no well i started in uh i started i visited a friend in london then i spent uh i spent some time in the czech republic uh and then i left the czech republic and i found taiwan and i left taiwan i went to uh, Mexico, and then I went to Spain, and then I went to uh, where else? Vietnam, then back to Taiwan, then back to Vietnam, and then us. Uh, so just running, running, running. I was just running my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime I felt uh, anxiety, every anytime I felt like uh, I like my job was like stressing me out. Anytime I had a, a relationship and like that ended, like I would just run away. That's that self sabotaging. Yeah, exactly. And I did it on so many levels. I did it on business. I ran away from businesses. I went away from women. I ran away from, uh, you know, jobs. I ran away. I just ran away from life. I was running and running and running and running. And I was in Vietnam and I was passing out, like literally passing out in the streets drunk, um, sniffing heroin at the time. I had lost a business that I had been working my butt off on. I was a job that was carrying me while I was working on that business. I lost a girl. I literally everything, just everything fell all at once. Yeah. And I called my brother. I was like, dude, I, I was like, I have, I've hit it, man. I've hit rock bottom. I don't, again, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I just, I have got nothing. And he was like, well, come back and we'll sort you out. So I went back to the States and he, uh yeah i i was like i don't know what am i gonna do now like i'm i gotta like put some stuff together so i got a bicycle and i was like and i started a website and i was like i'll just ride my bicycle across the country and i'll keep a blog about it and then i'll just become a travel writer well i got i got to six months later i got to the west coast i got to san diego and i mean i made it across but like there's nothing materialized with my writing um, so my aunt and uncle called me and they're like, come back and we'll sort you out. I was like, all right. So I went back with them and I started doing some freelance writing and stuff. And my aunt told me, uh, she heard my uncle went to the doctor one day and they came back and said, uh, when she walked in the door, she started crying. I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? She's like, oh, I have breast cancer. I was like, oh my God, you're gonna be kidding me. And here's two individuals, my aunt and uncle, they didn't have kids, but they'd worked their butt off their entire life and just had a, you know, really you know, did it seem to do all the right things. Right. Yeah. And so here I was, and I was staying with them. I was drinking profusely and, you know, trying to put my stuff together. And, and, you know, I had spent my entire life just trying to ruin myself. Right. And so that was like my light bulb moment. I was like, dude, like you've got to get it together. And so it, it took another individual, like, you know, a family member, a very close family member, mm-hmm. you know, 
facing, you know, uncertainty about their health for me to turn things around. Oh. And that was, that was it. I put my foot down. And I was like, all right, this is it. We, uh, I got to get it together. And I slowly started doing it, but it was so frustrating. Like I said, it was frustrating because I was, I was one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. Right. It's just, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing that number one you've we we talked earlier about you you doing the work <laughs> yeah yeah and and you have survived a lot mm-hmm. and and I'm so grateful that you have I mean I hate to say it this way but you went through that experience for a reason yeah yeah of course for those yeah, that, I see that now. yeah absolutely so you know kudos to you uh, for being self-aware now mm-hmm. you know yeah, and being yeah. able to bring such a wonderful story to the audience and be to be able to show them i've been through this mm-hmm. because honestly it's it's funny I, I i've moved a couple cities myself running but not yeah. countries <laughs> like, I know, yeah. like you literally ran from country to country you my know? dad used to tell me he was like uh he was like man when you do something like you you do, you do it. it like nobody can top what you do. <laughs> so. yeah, I think that's amazing. But it, it, you know, I hope that the audience gets out of that. You know, you have to take care of what's standing within you. Like you have to take, yeah. you stand in a mirror. It's what's in front of you that you have to fix. It doesn't matter what city you're in, what state, what country. You know, mm-hmm. you got to honestly do the work. So yeah, exactly. Tell us a little bit about this. Um, you have a self-awareness solution, right? Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about it. Yeah, that's Amoni. So um, Amo, yeah, I, I think, I, did I say that at the beginning? Yeah, but we can say it again. Yeah, we can say okay. It all right, yeah, Amo in Spanish means I love me, and Chinese means you. So it's the system is literally I love you. It's healing from the heart. Um, and I use, we use muscle testing, Um to find the emotions and we use the a meridian chart uh, which pegs the emotions on the body which we're able to actually pin down and find out where they are and then there are release points connected to the each of the emotions uh, and then we use an amo breath to move the emotions so once we find once i find the emotions that uh, the, the individual is programmed then what we do is we use the uh, release points to connect with them and then we also connect with them on a mental level uh like through memories or yeah through memories actually and so if but uh, it doesn't always happen like sometimes we find emotions that were that were installed and like you know one years old two years old and they can actually go even earlier than that in the womb and so obviously there's no for you know there's no memory there right so what we do is we connect with it on the in the body we close our eyes and we find out like where that emotion is is buried in the body because you look at the word embody and is actually like we have we hold on to it and we keep that emotion in in our body and and each emotion has a different frequency so heavy uh heavy emotions like anger or guilt or shame they have the very very heavy dense uh vibration right whereas love and joy and happiness all all have a very flowy resonance right and those emotions that we embody they, they stay in our body and they sit in there and they just especially the heavy ones, right? And they're sitting there and they cause a disruption, right? And they cause disease, uh, unrest, and they, 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 uh, the self-sabotage that we, that we use to wreck our finances, our marriages, or any relationship. In fact, 
when we talk about relationships, most people think about, you know, the, the relationship you have with your partner or your, uh, uh, or your family. But like we have a relationship with every single thing around us, like the computer that you and I are using to communicate right now, our phone, the clothes we're wearing, like our, our hairstyle or for me, no hairstyle. Um, you know, there's a and, and the, at the seed, the seed of each of those relationships or the foundation of each one of those relationships is an emotion. Right. We are spiritual beings in physical bodies here having an emotional experience, right? And our subconscious uses these emotions. It programs these emotions as we're, as we're growing up to make sense of the world, right? We're basically, you know, we're basically living, uh, we're basically living programmed by you know, an entity inside of us that's trying to keep us safe, right? But it uses our first responses, which are always, which are not always the, you know, the best responses to, you know, to make sense of the world. And unfortunately, so many of us right now, you know, we're like, you know, oh, why can't I do this? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I start the business? Why can't I meet the person? That, why am I always attracting, you know, this kind of person into my life? The reason that, you know, that frustration, like I said earlier, you know, it's your subconscious programs going against your conscious intentions and that's why it's so frustrating because it's like you know for me it was like why i would get so irritated i was like why why is this happening to me why it's i was like i'm doing everything right i like i i cannot see you know what what else i need to do and that is that is the that's your goal Right. When you know that like you've done like you've done the right things, you're doing the right things, you're doing the work, but you're still not making the progress that's inside. It's what you know, it's your programs, it's your, your inner child that is ruling the show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, decades later, you know, 40 year old us, 50 year old us, 60 year old us. I mean, I, you've got grandparents out there who are still living based on the programs that they installed as, as children. And I think that, you know, our, the ultimate, the ultimate goal here on this, you know, while we're here in life is to, to discover that and to peel those programs away and start living to our full potential because it, and not until we do that, that we can, you know, move past those limitations that our uh, subconscious has, has, has given us or has yeah. latched onto so I know um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot there and I can feel it. I actually feel it in my body because there's so much, there's so many things that we go through in life that we leave, we leave it inside and mm-hmm. we don't realize it. And sometimes we, we work on the mind, but we haven't worked on the body. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like um, that you're talking about the, the muscles and um, the meridian chart. So you, I, I read on your profile that it, it said changes who you are and what you do. And that's what's in, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, of course. So those things that we're, we're actually programmed, you know, in, in doing and saying, whether it's from our ancestors, how we were brought up, all of mm-hmm. that, those things, sometimes you have to reprogram it. Mm-hmm. in order to move forward to do actually what you are supposed to do you yeah know? exactly um 
you talked about frustration being important. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about why frustration is important. Yeah, frustration. I mean, frustration is the spotlight. It's a spotlight on the area that you need to work on, right? So it's like the, you know, the the subconscious uh, programs and the conscious intentions, right? You know, that's what I was talking about earlier, like, you know, me getting so frustrated, like, why? Why is this happening to me, right? I was so frustrated because I was doing consciously, I was doing everything that I could do that I knew to do that I had read to do that I had taken courses to do but it wasn't working right and that's why I was so frustrated it was just like why 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 is this not working and that was my spotlight and it wasn't until I found uh my current my now wife my my only wife uh that I've ever had um so we we met actually when we first met uh it was just boom fireworks unbelievable like we were just the best like it's the most amazing relationship i'd ever been in and still is and but as good as we were like in our good times like we could be equally bad like our arguments were just brutal and so we went through like two years uh i think three two years, two or three years, I don't know, anyway, so we went through, and, like, the, the last argument, the big argument that we had, we were, like, all right, either, like, we sort out some outside help, because we had both been doing things, like, I had been doing my healing journey, then we met, and I pulled her along with me, because, like, she, you know, she had her own work that she, she needed to do, and that she wanted to do, and so, she, we were both like, look, we need to find some outside help because, like, you know, there's certain things that, you know, things have gotten better, kind of, you know, but, but, like, we're still in the same position, like, money-wise, like, relationship-wise, we're still fighting, like, just, you know, nothing has changed, right? And, because um, I was still looking, just constantly looking for, you know, the next thing, right? Yeah. And so, she and uh, a friend of ours uh, introduced us to a guy who does uh, – this work called the spiral and this uh what i uh, built amoni on and the first session that i had with this guy I was like boom i was like oh my god this is it man like this is what changed like this is what I, you know this is what i've been looking for because the uh the first book that i ever read uh the first self-help book was that uh, i love yourself book mm-hmm. that i told you about the first um kind of book on self-help I guess mm-hmm. uh, it was the molecules of emotion by Dr. Candace Pert and it was basically a, a, a female's journey through the uh, male-dominated pharmaceutical field right mm-hmm. so it's a really cool uh, book and she talks about how she pioneered some of the work that went through uh, like emotions right and she was talking about how emotions like em- emotions affect us on a molecular level and like when I read that, I really connected with it, but I didn't know like how it all fell into place and like how that would not like how I would use that to heal. But when I found this individual who's, who started doing this work with me, I was like, well, like this is it. We are really tapping into my deep emotions. Like, and once I connected with him, like the first day, like I cried for like, I don't know, probably six or 12. I don't know. Like half a day. I'm just crying and crying and crying. I could not stop. And I was just, I was so touched that I was like, this is it. I found like, I've, I've found not, it's not necessarily the modality, but it was that 
you know, me getting in touch with those emotions. I was like, this is what I was supposed to be doing, right? And I discovered, like, for me, it was self-worth. I was like, I'm worthy. Like, I have been beating myself up. I have been crushing myself. I've been, like, drowning myself in drugs and alcohol, running away from really good people and really good opportunities because I didn't even feel like I was worthy Mm. of that opportunity. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I've done I've done all of that. <laughs> and when I realized when I realized it was my fault, like I could take ownership of that and I could stop like putting it. I could stop blaming. Right. right. I could stop pointing my finger elsewhere and be like, oh, my God, I did this. I can own this now. And like now that I know this, now I can move forward. And I like in that instant, like I became so powerful. Because I realized, yeah, yeah, I didn't before. I didn't know, like, I didn't know the things I was, you know, then that's the thing we were talking about frustration earlier, right? You know, because we do things like they are, they are micro things that we do, that we say, that we think, that we feel, and these these micro, you know, uh, actions uh, affect us. Like they can, you know, just just the way that we, you know, smile or frown, you know, during an argument can turn the course of an argument or like can cause us to get fired or can like, you know, any like little things that we say that we're not even aware of can completely change the course of like a day or even our life. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, once I started, once I started finding these emotions and we were, especially like bubbles popping, like once these bubble pop, like you would become, I would become aware of like the, the things that I was saying and doing around the emotion that we found. It was like, oh my God, I was been doing this. Oh my God, I've been thinking this. Oh my God, I've been feeling this. I'm, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and, and that was it. And um, things just started changing progressively. And, but as I, I was going through this work with this guy, I was like, look, man, you know, if we're finding all these emotions and like I'm connecting with them and like, this is like having some profound changes in like my thinking and just like what I know I'm capable of now. Um, like I should be able to drink again. Right. And he's like, Oh, he's like, do not like, I do not recommend that. I'm like, but, but my addiction I believe is, is connected to those emotions. And that was part of my self-sabotage. And he was like, again, man, I would not recommend it. And well, based on all the things that you've, that I've already told you, you can probably guess that I did. So I waited, I waited about probably three months after I finished the course. Cause he was like, you know, give it some time, give it, give it some time for the work that we've done to integrate and like, you know, everything to come together. You just, you know, give yourself some time, some, some time to heal. Right. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. So I did. And then I was like, man, I'm gonna have a glass of wine. So I did one weekend, I had a glass and I was like, oh, I did. But then the next weekend I had two glasses. The next right. weekend, I know, right? That that monster and he started waking up. And That's so it was like, so I and the next weekend I had half a bottle and I was like, whoa, all right, whoa, all right, slow down, slow down. So I was like, what I did, I was like, I'm I'm 99.9% sure that this is like what I was thinking, the emotional connection is that is that is the root but what we did what i did with this individual did not get to the root so i need to do it so i pieced together what we had done the work that we had done together and i started working on myself and i i did i got to the root 
Um, not only that, like I fixed with the relationship with my wife. Uh, uh, we don't argue anymore. We, sorry, we don't fight anymore. Right. We, right. we argue and we have sensible arguments where both of us are in a controlled uh, temper right. and we hash out, you know, the, you know, the, the goods and bads of what's going on. Then we compromise if necessary, or, you know, we, we resolve the, the, the conflict. Right. And uh, yeah, work like my, I've, I've, now I'm helping people, other people do this stuff. Like now it's just amazing. And then, and also I'm at a point now where I can have a beer if I want. Um, I had a few beers last weekend. We just got finished COVID and I was just, I was like, I'm going to have a couple of beers. And I had a couple of beers and I probably won't have another couple of beers for, or maybe another beer. I don't know. It's my choice. That's the beautiful part now. Like it might be months. I mean, who knows? But I'm at that point now where I have the choice to dictate my life. Okay. Yes. So let me ask you this. You have in here that you do meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I know you have a website. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, clear.com. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And what do you offer on this website? Okay. Yeah. Um, the system that I use is uh, called Amoni. Uh, it is a now packaged together into a nine week program. So what we do is we go through, we work on the heaviest emotions that are in each of the seven chakras. And then on the eighth session, what we do is we do like a cleanup session. Uh, we clear up any emotions, uh, like any recurring emotions, any, uh, see our, our body is like a, Kind of like imagine your high school hallway, just like littered with lockers. And instead of old books and papers in our in, in our body, what we do is we store emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have certain areas in our body where we store emotions more heavily. Like for instance, like mine is in my lower body, right? My wife's is in her uh, center third chakra and in her like digestive system, stomach, large intestine, lo- lower intestines, like thing that area right so it's some some people might keep like store emotions heavily in their neck or the shoulder and their back you know causing them to hunch down and, you know do things so literally like there's a what motion like weighing them down and forcing you know forcing their posture down it's crazy so what we do in the uh, eighth session is we clear up any recurring programs and any any patterns that we found and then in the ninth session what we do is um uh an ego clear and what we do is we, we find ego clear yeah what we do is we love that okay i'm sorry go ahead no 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 it's all right so we 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 find the mask that your ego uses to determine like who who it thinks it is right so we clear each of we pull off each one of those masks um and the emotions associated with that and then Oh, what else? Oh, I've got so much stuff in, involved right now. Um, there's a video course that teaches people how to do this work. And then I've got uh, like five different protocols. Cause, cause like what I do now is just like a huge clear. And it's just, it's just life changing on so many different levels. But I mean, there's only so much that I can do with an individual, right? So my, my goal is to empower people. So like when I left what I left the work that helped change my life, like I didn't have anything like I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do next? Right. Like, 
you know, how do I go forward now? Right. Mm -hmm. So basically I pulled that, how do I do this? Like, what do I do out of the, out of the equation? And I put it all together into a system that people can use to, uh, I've got a, a protocol for addiction. So people can go through the exact same program that I use to get rid of the addictions that were ruling my life. We've got one for family. I've got one for abundance, um, for money, right? So people, people, so many of us have so many issues around money, right? Um, so pulling those off. Um, I've got one for pain, like physical pain, because that was one for me, like I was uh, holding on to so many emotions that were keeping me from healing. And once, like physically healing, and then once I removed those emotions, like I started uh, finding the the physical protocols that that I could use to start healing my body. That is. Um, what else? I've got another one for. Uh, oh, and then one for anger. Um, like really, like uh, yeah, that that's the one I used to to get rid of uh, the emotions that the programs that were turning my wife and I's arguments into like, you know, fireworks. And so in those programs, cause I know we talked about you are an author and that mm -hmm. you've written books. So mm -hmm. are those uh, in the program or? Yeah. Yeah. Those are all available. I, I published them, but then I unpublished them. And then like they're on, like that's all available through the program that I offer now as long as well as a, uh, I've just built a new community, a Discord community. So I'll be pulling in the people that uh, that, that go through the Amani program. I'll be pulling them into the program so they can, you know, share with each other, um, you know, the work that they're doing on themselves, and then also, um, you know, any you know anything that I can add to help you know help the process along. So yeah, I just want, like I said, I, just, I want people empowered. I want people to realize that like they have the power to heal because like over the last century, you know, very good marketing has in, from the pharmaceutical industry has, has kind of taken us, has given us the belief that we don't have the power. Right. And first off, like, I just want to say that like, I would not be here if it was not for modern medicine and the pharmaceutical industry. Like there is a place you know, a time and place for, you know, for medicine. But, you know, most of us believe now that like, you know, if, you know, if we get a sniff or, if, you know, if we have some, some issue, right, we got to go straight to the doctor, right? You know, and we got to take a pill, you know, and, and if you look at like the process that go, that we go through when we go to the doctor, it's so disempowering, all right? You go to see to an individual who like, all right, mate, yeah, I think you've got this based on, you know, what, so here's a permission slip then you got to take that permission slip to another doctor who then gives you, you know, the miracle cure, the pill, the shot, the, the whatever it is that you need to take that's going to change your life. So we've taken our hopes, you know, our belief that we can heal and we we put it in an, in, in an external, you know, appeal or, you know, whatever it is, right? That, that, that hope belongs inside of us because uh, we have the power to heal. Like, you know, if you've, you know, if you've got some issues, like, you know, like some physical issues and like, you know, raising some red flags, go to the doctor. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No, you know, we're taking anything away yeah, I, from yeah. the doctors, but I, yeah, I'm not. there are certain times, like if I, if I get in, if I have a headache, I know that, you know, sometimes I go to peppermint first. There's certain mm -hmm. 
there are certain places on my body that I can squeeze or touch or tap that would also help with that. So exactly. I do that first, right? Yeah, so you've do done that. You've empowered yourself. That's great. Good job. Yeah, of course you So I totally agree. Yeah, we're not telling people at all <laughs> that no. if, if something heavy is happening, don't go to the doctor, go to the herb. We're not saying that, but yeah. there are certain times you know, where you can look within in order to find those answers for that ailment or that mm. headache or, you know, whatever. So mm. I totally agree. Well, this- yeah, that's part of the self-awareness too. It's like, it's like you, you know, once you, you know, once you move this baggage, once you pull this luggage off that you've been carrying for so long, like you can, you know, you can trust yourself to, to make decisions like, oh, okay. All right, man. All right. Now today I need to go see the doctor. Right. Right now, I need to go and do this thing. Right now, I need to go and start this business. Right now, I need to go and talk to that person. And like you go, you fall into, you know, a lot of people talk about the flow, but it, you know, it really just happens. You really start trusting yourself and the decisions that you make. And, and you realize that, like, you know, you're, you know, everything is, is happening and you're you're actually orchestrating that you're creating, you know, the the life that this is unfolding in front of you. And it's, it's just a beautiful place and, to be in. And you you find a lot of peace right? You know, mm-hmm. you're doing certain things and you're clearing certain um, areas of your body. You have, if you're clearing those chakras, you truly are finding peace within your body. Mm-hmm. And that all by itself is beautiful. Um, okay. I mean, as we spoke about before I started the podcast, how I went and spent some time with my family in Las Vegas to help mm-hmm. with some of the grief that we've been going through. I mean, it, it truly, truly it helps to to take that time and figure out what's going on with you and how you can heal and find that meditation and the peace within yourself and all of that. So that's why I think that this work that you're doing is wonderful. I think I'd like to show Absolutely. So um, if someone on the podcast wants to find you, um, I know you have YouTube videos that they can check out if they mm. want to do that first or I'm yeah, yeah, I got a big, I got a big library of stuff on YouTube. Uh, I've been recently, I found like the YouTube shorts. So I was like, oh, these are fun. You can do them like 60 second video. That's, that's yeah. a, I've been using those. But uh, yeah, the best place is the website, I'm on Um I'm doing, right now, I'm doing some uh, live healing webinars. So I think the next one I'm doing, um, yeah, I'm doing them, I might be doing them. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, go to the website. Yeah, yeah. check it out. There. Excellent. Well, I ask everyone um, if you can if you can give the audience any last words, what would it be? Mm, last words. Um, I think like the best thing is to uh, I don't know. You hear this quite often, but uh, maybe I'll say just be be a little bit selfish. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know. Uh, my father, my my uncle, they died a few years ago in their early seventies, and then you know they they died early. You know that's not that's early. Yeah. And you know the thing is, the reason that happened is because they didn't take care of themselves. Right? They took care of everybody else first. You know, and you know my dad was like, we was always telling my dad, dude, you gotta eat right, man. Dude, you gotta exercise. I was like, ah, you know, I'll get around to it. Right? Well, he, he never got around to it. Now he's dead. Right? Same thing with my uncle. Right? It just like worked and like, you know, you know, trying to provide for his wife and just never like just didn't happen. So, you know, you got to realize that, you know, we 
you know, your, your body, you know, it's, it's all you got, right? So, right. you know, treat it, you know, treat it like a Ferrari or a, you know, or a Rolls Royce, you know, mm-hmm. and, and take care of yourself. It's like what, when we get on an airplane, like the first thing the, the stewardess, or, well, that might, that might not be the right word to use. It's okay. It's like flight attendant or, you know, the, the person telling us about the safety mm-hmm. procedures for the airplane, right? There's, uh, you know, the first thing they say is like, you know, put your mask on first in case of an emergency, put your, then take care of the other person, right? So it's the same thing, right? It's like we all, so many of us forget like to take care of ourselves. And that's just, you know, maybe being selfish is the wrong word, but it just, I mean, in a way it is, right? I think that's just fine. I think that people use selfish as a negative word, but it's not always negative. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, being selfish for yourself is selfless right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, right. So I, I agree. Like I love that. I love that. And I hope that I know there is someone in the audience that needed to hear that because, <laughs> day, you know, we sit back and we do for others over and over and you neglect yourself when in all actuality, you've got to take care of you because mm-hmm. you got to take care of you in order to take care of others. Exactly. So that is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been Thank so you. good. I, really appreciate I will it. put your website and all of that on the uh, in the show notes to make sure that okay. everyone will know how to get to you. Okay. Sounds great. Excellent. Well, as I tell them every episode, you matter and your story matters. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen because you can choose who you want to listen to. And we appreciate you listening to us. Thanks so much and have a great day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.